0: The biggest takeaway of the St. Louis Blues draft documentary is that you can see how much the front office truly cares about the St. Louis Blues' future. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Blues your first listen every single day here, a part of the On Podcast Network. I am your host, Haley Taylor-Simon, and I have to tell you, today's episode will be a good one. I will be talking to you about the Blues' draft documentary that they posted on YouTube. I will also be doing one of my favorite Friday segments called Are We Feeling Blue? And then Blues History Minute of the Day. Before I dive into everything going on with the St. Louis Blues, I just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. So the St. Louis Blues did something, and they came out with a behind-the-scenes I like to call it a documentary because it truly did document what went on during the draft and the process of the draft and leading up to the draft. And for those that haven't watched it, definitely check it out. It is on YouTube, but what I do want to say is that this gives you a detailed look as to what the front office thinks. And it shows you that they truly do care about the future of the St. Louis blues. And for me, One of my biggest concerns in this offseason was kind of not the lack of care, but the future of the team and what can be done to ensure a successful future for the St. Louis Blues. In this documentary, I felt confident in Army and the whole entire team that they truly had the best interest for the Blues. There is no doubt this past season sucked. And I can talk to you about this time and time again, about how last season was awful, about how there was no success, you can see, that came out of it. And I think that this documentary showed me a couple things. So I'm going to break it down. One, the research and I, I know that it's their jobs, but still, the research and the time that went into these prospects made me feel super confident. You got to see that they had trust within them. And that is something that I don't know about you. But when I think about the St. Louis Blues and the Blues' future, I, I see a lot of potential. And I think that that is a good thing. I don't think that that is a bad thing in any single way. And that's one thing about this documentary that really did surprise me was about what the blues could do, what they were going to do, and that, to me, always made me feel good. The one other takeaway that I had was that they all really liked Dvorsky. And they were so excited about him. And I was excited about him too, here on the Lockdown Blues YouTube page. And in, in general, I think I posted my reaction video to getting Dibbler Dworsky. And I was super excited. And I think that the Blues made it so that way you felt a part of the whole process. And it gave me chills. The blues did a great job with capturing the moments that mattered the most. And it's from my other takeaway too, um, was that there seemed to be a potential other deal that the blues were maybe negotiating with the coyotes. Cause there was talk about more draft picks and that was something that was interesting. I was like, hmm. obviously I didn't fall, follow through, but I did some research on it. And I was like, okay, this is adding up. So that was another takeaway that I had from my notes. And I don't know. It just It was just one of those things where I think I watched it. And I'm like, this makes sense, who they were excited about and everything that the front office has done. And it just was so cool. It was so cool to see. And I think that my overall consensus is you can still see Keith Kachuk. You can still see how excited all the guys were in the front office. And my favorite thing, though, is that when they were talking to Dvorsky after he got drafted. And you could just see the excitement in the room. I love this behind-the-scenes stuff that the Blues social media team has been doing. I think it stands out from every other team in the NHL. Because I did some research. I was like, okay, what did other teams do in the NHL with the draft and behind-the-scenes? And St. Louis, from what I can tell, was the only team that did something like this. And I don't think that they gave too much away. I don't think that there was anything that they showed that's going to, like, spoil a plan or anything like that. I genuinely just think that this was such a creative way to let the fan base in after a tough season. And I am somebody that, of course, we're going to be optimistic with the next season because I don't necessarily trust that the Blues are going to turn things around. But I think that within a couple of seasons, when you have all these young guys that are developed that will then come up, this gives me so much hope and excitement. And that was my other takeaway was the excitement factor. You just feel like you see the future of the St. Louis blues when watching this. And I think that that is such a nice feeling to have. When the season ended obviously it wasn't like, woohoo, season's done. It was like, thank you. The season is done. This was a little bit painful to get through. And I think watching the anatomy of the draft, I like to call it the documentary just because it felt like a very good, um, well-planned documentary. I don't like to call it the title. I like documentary, just it's easier for me. But that to me just put things in perspective And it made me feel very, very good. So with that being said, I liked it. And I want to know, did you watch it? Did you like it? It's under 20 minutes. It's a fun watch. It's nothing too crazy. Um, I just think that it's something worth watching if you want to get to see what the draft process is truly like. I think when it comes to the draft and I did a lot of episodes, breaking down prospects and breaking down um, who would best fit the St. Louis team. But as somebody that obviously analyzes the sport of hockey, that's somebody who covers the St. Louis blues and as a fan of the team, my perspective might be different than the general manager and the front office staff that gets paid to do this. So, Obviously, Dvorsky was huge. Um, I was not expecting that whatsoever. So when we got to board Dvorsky, I, I remember I was sitting in my bed and I was just like doing a reaction video. So I was holding my phone. So like, just imagine. And they said it. And I was so shocked. I forgot I was recording for a second because I think and the video is on the channel. And I just remember being like, oh, no way, because he was somebody that I didn't think would go as late as he did. I thought he would be a top six pick. So when he went tenth overall, I was like, "Oh, there's no way the Blues got that lucky." And the St. Louis Blues did get that lucky. But it was one of those things where I just remember thinking to myself, "There is no way this is going to happen. There is no way that this magic will come about," and it did. And I think as a fan, from a fan perspective, this kid gives me the same energy as, um, I'm trying to think. I'm going to compare it to a different team, but just hear me out. This kid gives me the same excitement as an Austin Matthews. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, my God, two different teams. Like, oh, my God, the Leafs. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because when Matthews came up, everyone was super excited about him. He had a lot of potential. And I feel the same way about Dvorsky. I really do. I think that this kid is going to be one of the most elite players in the NHL, first off. And St. Louis is lucky to have him. And I think that he's going to be somebody that other teams will want but can't get because he will be with the St. Louis Blues for so many years. And that makes me happy. Alrighty. Let's go. Not sing. I can't sing. Um, every time I try to sing. It just kind of doesn't work out that well. And it's not good. You know what does work out? FanDuel. <laughs> uh, that was a great segue in. Let me go pull up my computer. Football season is about to kick off and Fandle is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit Fandle.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's Fandle.com slash lock on. And let me tell you this, the Kansas City Chiefs, if I were you, I would go to your Fandle lap and I would bet them to win the Super Bowl again, back to back. I truly believe that. Bet on that. Bet on Mahomes for being league MVP again. I'm telling you, this Kansas City team, they're hot. And if you want to make some money, you can bet on them. And then every time they win the season, you will get more bonus bets. So, again, folks, I love my football. Huge football, girl. I'm telling you, that's how you're going to win some free money. Sorry about that. I was looking at my clock because you know what time it is? Are we feeling blue? Are we feeling blue is my favorite Friday segment. Every single Friday, I ask you, are you feeling blue? How did the week go for you? And not your personal life, but St. Louis Blues related. So I hope you had a good week and I hope everything went well. But I also like to assess my weeks based on how my hockey team is doing. So, nothing that exciting happened this week, but it was Brett Hull's birthday. So, again, that is a plus because we got to talk about one of the best to ever wear that blue note. Kevin Hayes got married, another happy milestone, so that's not negative. The Anatomy of the Draft documentary came out, so that was a cool behind the scenes. So, I would say that this week was pretty good, and I'm not feeling blue about the week. Um, there are still things, obviously, that concern me. One, the captaincy. Will they name one? I don't know. Um, two, the future of the team and what they're going to look like this season. I'm not feeling any better about that. But at the same time, it's still vacation time for these guys, and I can't make any assessments off of things that I don't know. And three. Three, I think that just the lack of hockey is getting to me. And I need hockey. Like, I need hockey. I need blues hockey. And it is one of those things where I am such a hockey nerd. It's not even a joke at this point. Like, I think every single person in my life knows that hockey is the love of my life. And it's Awful, not having the Blues um, playing currently, and it's it's just it's weird to me that right now it is such a dead time in the NHL. Um, I I know that there are some rumors. I don't want to say rumors. Um, what is a good word? It is, there are some people that like to look ahead to the next draft class. And I just, I can't get on that yet until I just see what's going on for this season. But what I do want to look ahead on is, and this will be next week because this is not this week. Well, I, and I hate doing wins and losses. So what I'm going to do is this to make it a little bit fun. I am going to split the season in half. We're going to have the first half of the season and the second half of the season. And based off of what I feel like the players will improve on based off of what I feel like they did against these teams in the past seasons, I'm going to say, are the blues going to have a more successful, successful first half or second half of the season and explain why? Because I think, I feel like when the schedule came out, it was a little bit weird. And again, I don't do wins and losses. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to break down every single team that they're going to play against. But I can say, I think that the Blues will be successful in this half, more so than this half, because of the teams that they're going to be playing against and being home versus on the road. I, I want to do that because I have some interesting thoughts when it does come to them next season. And how I think they're going to perform. Um, So that will be a fun little segment. But it is going to be so soon until we get some preseason hockey. Until we get some camp going back on. And players are making their way back into St. Louis. I've been seeing some stuff. I'm not going to say who because I do respect privacy Privacy. Why could I say privacy? I respect privacy. Privacy. Oh my gosh, tremendously, and I don't want to um, say who's back, who's away, where people are at. But it is nice seeing some of the players get back into St. Louis. And one thing that I think would be really cool would be, and I know that this is probably never going to happen but would be for one of, the, one of the Kachuk boys to play for the Blues. I would love if Brady came up and played for the St. Louis Blues instead of the Senators. I feel like he just has this passion for the Blues and St. Louis. And Brady reminds me more of his dad than Matthew does. But that was another thing I was thinking about would be how cool would that be for Keith Kachuk? to see one of his sons have that blue note on their sweater. And I think the fans would love it. I would love it. I would be like, this is full circle Kachuk family. And I believe the All-Star Game was in St. Louis. Let me go see this year because this was one of the coolest All-Star Games that I personally watched. So... I believe the year was 2019, I want to say. No, it was 2020 when it was held in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, the best save streak was Binner. Um, So that was cool. I'm trying to see. I swear the Kachuk boys were in this one. I like how they have, like, all the names of all the teams. Okay, hold on. Kachuk, 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 Kachuk. Oh, this was um the last year before, uh, yeah, Brady Kachuk was in it. I remember that, yes. So Brady was in this. And I just remember he was just so ecstatic to be in St. Louis. And he was so happy. And that's when I kind of like, I think Keith, yep, and Matthew was there too from the flames. Yep. So they were there. So I was right. So, boom, take that, anybody that doubted me. But, no, I remember both of the Kachuk brothers being there. Keith was there. And it gave me chills because I just feel like it would be a full circle moment. So that is how I feel about that. Before I get into my blues history minute, I just want to remind you to make sure you subscribe to Locked on Blues on YouTube, which is what you're watching if you're seeing my face. So hello, if you're listening on any podcast streaming services, hello, make sure you give it a thumbs up if you can, like, whatever. My everydayers know that if you comment, I will see your comments, and I will usually comment back to your comments on the video. That is right. So, i I just feel so happy to be your host of Locked On Blues. It's been a couple months. I know my hair looks a little cuckoo bananas, but I am just happy to be your host. I'm happy to be here, and um. Okay, hold on. I am going to reply to a couple of your comments right now for my previous video that I did about Krug. Um, yeah, a lot of you agree that you want Krug to be successful. And the whole age thing, I think you understand that too. Um, Yeah. A lot of you agree that you are rooting for him. You want him to have a better season. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for from a guy like Tori. So I love your comments. Keep on commenting. My hair looks a little crazy right now, but whenever you comment, just know that I do see it and I do appreciate it. And that's with any tweet you send me, any comment that you have, I will listen to you because no comment is a bad comment. You and I, we don't have to agree on some things. I could say, Benner is a top 15 goalie in the NHL. And you could say, um, no, he might be a top 20, but top 15. And that is okay with me. So I work in sports radio. I'm at the studio today as usual. It is Friday. It is studio day. And I don't want anyone to ever feel like they can't comment when of course you can comment. You can have your opinion. I want you to have your opinion. That's actually the difference. I truly would rather you disagree with me on something because then we can have some good discussion. All right. I have a newspaper clipping today. St. Louis to retire Holes Jersey. So, one of the NHL's most prolific scorers gets long overdue honor, St. St. Louis. During his heyday with the St. Louis Blues, Brad Hole was good for a goal, a game, along with maybe a or two. His outspoken nature of matching a knack for finding a perfect spot to unleash his slap shot. He wasn't your prototypical hockey player in a sense that he was very colorful He spoke to his mind and he loved the game and he was very opinionated about it, said close friend and former teammate, Wayne Gretzky. He was honest to a fault. The franchise will reward one of the hockey's premier snipers and perhaps its most colorful player on Tuesday when they retire his number 16 jersey. It's an overdue honor for a player who explodes, filled the seats for 11 seasons and Delayed by a rift with the front office prompted largely by his ever reapping mouth. If it didn't happen, I didn't think I'd lose any sleep over it. I'm not that egomaniacal, Hull said. (laughs) Now I am losing sleep. It's such a cool deal. The seats will be filled again for the first time this season against the Red Wings. The Blues are among the lowest scoring teams in the NHL, unlike Hull's prime, where he scored 72, 86, and 70 goals in the three season stretch from nineteen eighty nine to nineteen eighty two. I mean to nineteen ninety-two. He couldn't shoot oh man said former blue he could shoot oh man said former blues general manager, Ron Carran, who acquired hole from the Calgary Flames in March of nineteen eighty-eight. When Hole's only claim to fame was that he was somewhat pudgy of the son of Hall of Famer Bobby Hole, he was a natural. So this is awesome. And it's just about number 16 and what the Blues thought about him. And it's so cool that Wayne Gretzky even spoke about it. I love newspaper clippings. Sometimes the print's a little hard to read. That's why I was struggling for a little bit. But I got it under control. The font's so small. But I find these things online in, like, archive files. And I love sharing it with all of you. Another fun week talking St. Louis Blues. What could be better than that? All right. In case anything happens, of course you will have an emergency episode over the weekend. But I doubt anything will happen. But knock on wood. Because I, I do like talking about the blues. So I wouldn't be like upset about it. All right. I will talk to you next week. And again, how I end every single episode. Let's go Blues.